We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! This hour is brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at carx.com. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Many of people have asked me, why the Bears? Why this time? It's because of the challenge, the opportunity. I trust Ryan. I trust Coach Matt that we're going to do things the right way. We're not going to take shortcuts. We're going to build an incredible franchise. I came here to win championships. Kevin Warren at his press conference yesterday, after which he joined the Bernstein and Holmes show, and we let off by asking him about what had to be done to repair what was for a time an adversarial relationship with then-Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. I think the best thing, uh, the way you build relationships uh, back like that, especially with type A individuals, is to be able to let them know why you did what you did. And I think once people had a conversation with me and they recognized I did what I did is because I I truly looked at all of our student-athletes, that they were a son or daughter of mine, and I wanted to make sure that they were safe. And and I'm not a doctor, and I followed the guidance of our medical personnel. So it wasn't anything personal. I mean, the easy thing for me to do would have been to say, let's ignore the medical issues and just go and play. Um, But so I think the – the more difficult decision was to do what I did, and that was to say, until we gather more information, let's take the safer approach, and then once we gather information, let's go back and play, which we did. And I think one of the things that a lot of people have written about is even with all that, uh, that Ohio State still played in the national championship against Alabama. You said that Chicago is the best NFL football city in the country. Why do you think? Or none. Why? Well, I think it's a combination of it. I mean, you know, when you think of a franchise that's over 100 years old, one of the founding members of the NFL, that uh, uh, to have the owner still living at 100 years old and for her to be able to tie back to George Hallis, he's by far the most passionate, most educated, most supportive fans that we have. And then the beautiful nature of, Illinois, the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago, the surrounding suburbs, uh, the tradition. Chicago loves their their sports heroes. So when you add all that up, especially where it's located, is uh, is spectacular. And um, so that's why I believe. And and the other thing that I love is you look at even the you know they haven't changed the the, the logos on the helmet. I mean it's the same. 
And, and so they're very tradition-oriented, and it starts with the fans. And that's the thing that's most exciting about it. This is the best NFL city in the United States of America. What's the thing about the U.S. Bank Stadium that makes you the most proud that you said, you know, I, I played a big role in putting this here? Well, what is it about that place that, that gives you a lot of pride? Lawrence, I think what gives me the most pride, and I tried to do this, we did it as a team, was to create an environment where you felt as comfortable at U.S. Bank Stadium as you did if you would have stayed home. Because so many times I've been to, I've been to every NFL stadium, I've been to many NBA stadiums, Major League Baseball, hockey, and a lot of them feel like stadiums, like you're going to there and you kind of just deal with it for the three hours. But the thing that was top of mind for us is to create an environment that you actually felt worse than if you stayed home, that we created a, a familial environment that you would go, that things were comfort, uh, comfortable, the food was good, it was easy to get around, you were around your 70,000-plus friends and family, and, uh, and you would have FOMO if you missed out. So, and that, that took a lot of thought. And in doing that, we needed to make sure we had multiple um, – ways for people to enjoy the game, you know, whether it's standing room only, whether you were sitting on benches, uh, you know, in a lounge area, whether you were in a suite, whether you were in the general uh, seats, you know, whatever the case may be. So we did a really good job of making sure that we catered to the diversity of our fan base. I really enjoyed what you said about detail and about how every line item, every detail matters on the stadium deal on the media deal. And I agree with you. And with that in mind, I'm curious for how many years have you committed to the bears? I I mean, I, I am committed to the bears. Um, You know, I'm just starting here today. I'm focused. I've always been where my feet are. And especially when you think about what we're trying to accomplish uh, here in Chicago, this is the best job in the NFL. And to be able to work with the McCaskey family, which ties back to the Hallis family, to work on a stadium project, to help, you know, rebuild the, the football enterprise and the business operation with this staff and all of these different things. I mean, I am so uh, excited. And as I said, I'm going to keep approaching this as my first day of my internship, and, and I hope, hopefully that it lasts for many years. So how long is your actual contractual commitment? You know, that, that's something that I think that uh, we, we haven't uh, – um, I haven't talked about publicly, and it's probably – best if I don't but it's it's a it's it's a commitment that will that I plan on being here for you know for years does it bother you when the criticism of Kevin Warren is that he's ambitious and that he's a climber I I don't think I would be sitting here today I I, I hate the opposite of it can you imagine if they said he wasn't ambitious and uh he just kind of happy to lay around or whatever I know so I I if if, if that's the worst thing that people will say, you know, from an ambition standpoint, because what that really says is that it's not me ambitious, it's collective ambition, that we're going to push the push it forward uh, for everyone, you know, involved. And I think people like being around ambitious people. And, uh, and so kind of I, I, I am who I am. I've been this way my entire life. And really what I'm ambitious about is ambitious for the thirst of life. And I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate, never say lucky, I'm fortunate to be here uh, on earth. And so because of that, when you, when you have a near-death experience, you recognize that uh, it could happen again. And when you recognize a near-death experience could happen again, 
you don't want to waste any time or moments. So some people will say that's being ambitious. I just say it's really being grateful for another day on this earth. With everything nice that you've said about Virginia and George McCaskey, how did you carve out your your own professional territory that's going to be separate from ownership? In other words, make sure that they are involved without meddling in, in what you want to do. I, I personally don't believe that they will um, – you know, uh, be involved at a level that will be perceived as too much. I embrace owners. I've always had, I mean, I've I've been, I've I've been so highly favored and blessed. I mean, I worked for the first, um, um, you know, woman owner, general partner uh, in Georgia Frontieri had a very personal relationship with her. And then with the Ford family in Detroit, and then with the Will family, they truly are like my blood family. And then to be here, so I think ownership is, I mean, they own the team. And the one good thing about it, if you're doing things that can help them uh, to feel good about their ownership of the team, I've never had an issue, you know, with ownership. So I'm ecstatic to be able to work with Miss McCaskey and, and George and, and uh, his other siblings and extended family members. And I, I'm, I'm excited, I mean, because they've written a check. They've invested their entire life in, in this. So they, they want to win as much or more than anyone. Kevin, you clearly love football, and it is obvious inside of the press conference how much you were talking about what the game day experience and what you want for fans. You were an athlete. You're you're surrounded by you know the the biggest football conference in America in the Big Ten. So when it comes to the football operation, how do you envision working with Ryan and and making it so that it's it's both of you all's vision on how the Bears get to being a championship team. That's a wonderful question. I think that comes with time. Uh, when I say time, meaning spend the time with each other. The time we spent together already, I feel it already. We're on the same page. I mean, I was in the draft with uh, room with him. You know, this morning we are on the same page. He's he has attention to detail. He's a hard worker, as I said in the press conference. He's an offensive lineman. He's diligent. Uh, no ego. I have no ego. We're going to work together. And to be able to be blessed with an opportunity, uh, can you imagine if you told us as our second, when we were second graders, to say one day you're going to have an opportunity to, to work at the Chicago Bears? And, and I think that's how he and I look at it, to be able to come together and win championships and do it the right way. And, and as I said in the press conference, when they hand out Super Bowl rings and trophies, they all look the same. So, uh I'm excited about him. He's passionate. Uh, he is really, really smart, and uh, he's detailed, and he's been around winners. I mean, he was at the Chiefs, and he knows what it, you know, what it looks like. So he knows what a draft room and what a roster and what effort and energy looks like. So I'm, I'm passionate about him, and I'm passionate about Coach, and I'm looking forward to, to, to work with him and build this football uh, department into something that's just powerful and massive. We're talking with Bears president and CEO Kevin Warren on the Bernstein and Holmes show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. I, I, I felt it when you said, when you thanked your wife and family for, as you put it, being there for some of my wild thoughts. Now, I know what that means with, uh, with my relationship with my wife and family. What does that mean when they're the, sort of the first sounding board and what constitutes a wild thought? What are some examples? Well, I can go back from the beginning. First wild thought is like, Greta, I want to be a sports agent. I'm going to go start a sports agency with no line of credit, no clients, no office, no nothing. And I'm going to start in a business that is the highest, other than restaurants, rate of failure 
And she says, okay, so you know what? We'll just live off of my salary. Her salary is what she said. And because you won't, the way you can build it is that you need to make sure you don't take a salary out of your business for the first three years. So the only employee that I had was Mae Davis, who's still with me uh, today. So that's one. And then, you know, us, and then me taking the job at the Rams and saying, you stay behind with two little kids and I'm going to live in Studio Plus and uh, right next to the facility because I need to put jet fuel on my first two years of my career and then going to Detroit and then moving back to Phoenix and then working on the Vikings deal saying, oh, we're in Paradise Valley, Arizona. Now we're going to move to Minnesota. We don't know anyone um, to be back in Minnesota and then to be there. And then we're so comfortable in Minnesota and then say, oh, by the way, we're going down to college athletics. And then even there, you know, the wild thoughts I had about these TV deals and expansion. And, you know, I'm sitting with her at the Super Bowl last year, said it's time to go get SC and UCLA. And for her to be there every step of the way, and trust me, she's very vocal. She'll tell me when she thinks um, stuff makes sense and when things don't make sense. Um, and, and I appreciate that. And then to come here with the Bears. So, so I, I say that uh, in all sincerity. I'm just grateful. And, uh, and I just think it's another lesson in life of really why your partner will, will dictate the trajectory of your life. And I was fortunate that the good Lord blessed someone like me uh, with, with Greta and uh, two incredible kids and, and those who surround me uh, close to, to be able to do the things that, that God puts in my heart that may not make sense, but they end up turning out to work. Kevin, is it fair to say that, that you and Greta kind of fell in love with the city of Chicago too, and that that ends up being like an added bonus of, of yeah. the Big Ten being here and, and obviously the Bears being here? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I have a nephew. He's my age, but he's my oldest brother's son who's a lawyer here. We joked at dinner the other night uh, that said Chicago has become our new Phoenix, and that's where we grew up. And so that's what we said. It's our new Phoenix. This is now the, the new Phoenix. This, this is headquarters for the Warren family, and we're trying to get you know uh, aunts and uncles and cousins and other people to, to move here. We love this city. We love the fans. Uh, we love everything it stands for, the food, the art, the passion, the music. And, uh, and I just hope and pray that I'm, I'm here for, for many, many, many years into the future. Last question that I have for you, Kevin. I appreciate you taking the time on a busy day like this. I believe you referred to yourself potentially as a creative solution to the stadium issue. What in yeah. your mind needs solving? I think what needs solving is, is, again, to tell the story. I mean, you can't look at a stadium as a building because it, it, it's a building, but you have to look at it, what it really means. What is the economic impact on the, on the state and on the cities and the community? How is it going to help young kids? How is it going to help the football team? You know, what, what, what does it mean? And just look at all the positive nature. I mean, you look, U.S. Bank Stadium has really changed the perception of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, you know, what does it mean to bring a Super Bowl to Chicago? You know, Chicago deserves a Super Bowl and World Cup games and, you know, NCAA basketball tournament events. So it's much more than a building. If you look at a building as a stadium, it never works. So I will start working diligently on, on what's the story. If a stadium could stand up and introduce themselves, what would they say? And, and that's what I'll start working on, on that. And, uh, and I'm confident that uh, we'll be able to get done what we need to get done at the appropriate time. It's going to be a lot of work, but it'll be fun. One more thing from me, Kevin. How do you balance a playing surface at a stadium that might be best for the facility 
versus what the players want, knowing that th- there's going to be things that aren't going to be Bears games that are going to be at this new place. How do you go about finding the nexus of making sure that it's safe for players but also durable for everything else you want to do? Yeah, one good thing about all the stadiums that have been built recently, I mean, some of them have grass. I mean, look at, at uh, uh, the stadium in Arizona. They have a you know turf field that they roll in and out on – Plates. Some are, some are, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about they have real grass. They roll in and out of play. Some are turf field. So I'm confident. Uh, once we get to the point where we're looking at the playing service, it'll be a happy day for me because that means we've got a stadium that's on the way. Uh, that's like you know picking out the the uh, silverware and the place setting for a massive dinner that you're getting ready to throw. And always, we'll put the players' health and safety first. We'll do what's right, and uh, uh, so I'm confident we'll come up with something that works not only for the players' health and safety, but works you know, from an overall building standpoint. That was Kevin Warren on the Bernstein and Holmes show yesterday. And I, I love the fact that just how respectful he was to everybody who was there asking questions at the press conference yesterday. He called every single reporter by their first name. And the, you think that that's the, 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 the lack of arrogance – the idea that you know we're you're here, I'm here, we're people doing jobs, it's it's noticeable. It's it's a little thing, but it's really meaningful and really noticeable. I I really enjoyed what he said about when you asked him about the stadium, and he's talking about how the he seems to have an appreciation for what fans will take away from the experience, and obviously NFL games. I I to me, there's no reason to go. Because of how good it is on TV and how good the the quality of, of televisions are for you to watch games on. But him giving a little bit in that particular point of view and, and saying, yeah, we want it to be. We want it to be a destination. We want people to want to come here, and we want to make it great for them when they come here. I think is cool. The other thing I, I just wanted to explain real quick. The reason that I asked him that question at the end. It's because there's a war going on right now when it comes to playing surfaces. Yeah, Andrew Whitworth, we, we talked about it. Yeah, and and so it's something that you have to keep in mind. I, I'm not sure what the right answer is, but there are a lot of players that don't want to play on the artificial surfaces anymore, and they're starting to get louder and louder, and th- they're getting upset with the fact that some of these NFL stadiums, I think there's 11 NFL stadiums that are going to be a part of World Cup, that they are going to move to grass because of World Cup, and the NFL players are like, well, wait a minute, we've been begging you for years to to go to a, a grass surface, yet you're going to bend over backwards for FIFA to, to put a grass surface down. So that's why I wanted to get his opinion on that question. But I think that the fact that you feel like you can ask him Everything from playing surface on says a lot about the breadth of, once again, his experience and the respect that people have for what he's done. And I also appreciate the humility in just telling the truth about the decision-making process behind why the Big Ten did what it did at the time. Because he was, I don't know, listening to what doctors were advising. 
That's <gasps> it. They were going what? by the guidance, which what? was constantly changing, as was a virus. We know more now. We know more now than we did yesterday. Guess what? Yesterday, they know more than they did the day before. And just having that humility in telling the truth and understanding what that brought as well. These are just simple things that make such a difference in communication. You can't tell me that this isn't going to affect the entire franchise in a positive way. You just, I, I firmly believe that it will. You know, tomorrow at this time, we're going to be getting you ready for Bulls basketball because it is a matinee performance here in Chicago because the Bulls and the Pistons are in Paris and they're doing all sorts of cool stuff. I think it's great how the teams in the NBA are having some of these special cultural opportunities for them. They're packing a lot in to the time that they're there. So I want to talk about that and, and what it means for for some of these guys. I mean, hearing what guys like Rodney Magruder are saying on the Pistons about seeing the the foyer of the the Grand Opera House in Paris, and it's really it, it's 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 fascinating for for a lot of players. And some of these guys may end up playing there in, in their future. There's all kinds of professional opportunities all around the world, and uh, how it just opens some eyes and and breaks down some barriers and makes people think differently uh, about things. So it's uh, it's all good. We'll talk about that next on the Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Man, Bernstein and Holmes, best show in radio. I love it, boys. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Simply the best! I had a great time calling a game in Mexico City at the Palacio de los Deportes. It was a Really? Great, oh, yeah. There used to be a CBA team there. The Mexico City Aztecas. That trip to Mexico City was the site of one of my greatest accomplishments ever as a single man. Oh, is this the time where you were able to pick someone up, without but you a, didn't speak the language? Without a word of English. That's impressive. It was. I am still, to this day, I should get a damn trophy for that. There should be a plaque at that hotel in the huh? lobby. I'm a Michigan man for life. Man, I got some bad news for you. What? She picked up you. I don't know. I'll, I'll take it. She's like, I see a mark. 
Well, now that people can see me on Twitch, I can I can show them the trophy. <laughs> and the hotel's hey. still there, by the way. The Grand Prix Hotel is right there, just kitty corner or catty corner from the Palacio. Catty corner is incorrect. Only we Southerners say it improperly. Yeah, the point being, when you get an opportunity through work <laughs> to, to, to go to another country, live it up, man. Enjoy. It, it has been fun to watch the Bulls enjoy practically every second of this Paris trip so far. I have genuinely liked seeing every update, and that includes Derek Jones Jr. in his uh, his 90s fabulous sweater and fanny pack last night, grab the mic and say, it's about that time, and then propose to his fiance. Now fiance. Also, we got to work with Derek Jones Jr. on his uh, ad-lib game before a big event, but I don't know that the opportunity is going to happen again. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love it. Like, I, I was reading – Darnell has a really good story up right now, The Athletic, about it. Cowley wrote about it. Um, the, the experience of the reporters who got the chance to go to get uh, – is, is awesome, too. And DeMar is on the trip, and he looks like he's going to play tomorrow afternoon, and we will have that game for you at the score. 145 pregame, I believe, for tomorrow's game. And he's talking about how – Growing up in Compton, you never think that you're going to have an opportunity like this. And and look at what basketball has done. And I, I, it got me thinking a lot about when I, I got the job as the Bears beat reporter, it was one of the things that I never took into account, like the idea of travel. And because it wasn't travel wasn't really a big deal for me before then. And and the what you end up seeing in other parts of the country and what the Bulls are seeing in, in another part of the world, the, the value of it and, and the embracing of how special of an, an opportunity and trip this is has been really cool seeing these guys be like, wow, you know, I, I'm in a different place. And they're, they're a little bit of an international team, too, with, with Vooch and Dragic and with Mark Eversley being their, their GM and Arturis being the guy in charge of everything. But I still really appreciate that they are looking at this as not – this isn't just a business trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not getting those cliches out of the Bulls. They're, they're living in this and enjoying it. I – Got the chance to travel with the Rockets when they did the global games and the Philippines and the Taiwan. And you do see a much different side of athletes when they're in other countries. And one of the things I really appreciate is the magnitude of understanding how many people know who you are and love you for being part of a team and something that they they see from afar. I don't think that ever gets old. And Joe Kelly even pointed it out in that picture mm-hmm. when he said, look at how many European media are here for the Bulls. It is a very special thing to them. And sometimes you have to remind yourself, I think even if you're on the team, how many people worldwide care about you. It's not just us dorks over here who you see five days a week at shoot around or what have you, Dan. Well, I also like the the how appreciative some of these players are, and, and like you said, Demar said something like he never thought that his work would take him around the globe and give him some of these opportunities. And I love it when players, rather than being fearful, can be be adventurous. Yeah, and I know it. I know it's hard, but step out a little bit. 
meet people, talk to people, be adventurous. And that's why when you go somewhere, if you have the luxury of of being able to take time to see how people live there and how they're they're going about their lives and when they stop to have a cup of coffee and when they stop to have a snack and and, and no matter where you are in the world to try to do it like they do it a little bit is and and I know how privileged I've been to have had these opportunities to 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 travel and I still want to do more and I can't wait to do more at some point you know I always think about this when we talk about stuff like this Lawrence when you talk about Tony Gill and, mm-hmm. and, you, and you talk about what it's been like, you know, as 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 his he's had you know, new and different opportunities and stepping out of what is, was a very small uh, geographical area of comfort for him, and and just how you sort of took a parental kind of a kind of view of of him expanding horizons. I just I love those stories of you know seeing and hearing what Rodney Magruder of the Pistons had to say standing in 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 the grand foyer of, of the Paris Opera House. They had a special performance there. There was a private performance just for the Bulls and Pistons of of there was an opera and, and, and music for them in maybe the greatest place in the world to see some of this stuff. It's it's so great too. Like I we had Zach and I had an opportunity to call uh, DePaul games in the Virgin Islands, and like that trip to me was amazing. And and seeing the players and seeing play, you know, a lot of young people don't necessarily get the opportunity to travel to places like this. And then to to take the the ferry over to the British Virgin Islands while I was there, and and you go, wow, like the, the world is so big. There's so many different places. That, that you can go. So being privileged and lucky to, that this job allows for it. And I, I, I still don't feel like Layla has, has emptied her travel log from the last like Olympics. Like I, nah. I, I know, well, I know the that most, you've, tra- you've done this with NBA teams. Yeah. yeah. But I, but I, I know that, I know that most of your life when you were covering the Olympics was you were going from one rink to the other, but, but still like to have that in your bag of of things that you've got an opportunity to see how other people live and function, I, I think is wild. I, I think when it comes to a couple things, like I, I identify with Tony when it comes to just not having a travel bug. And obviously when one of your parents is born in another country, you get a lot of culture baked into your life. But even then, I wasn't, for whatever reason, just... That wasn't what I was oriented to when I was growing up. And it's funny because even as a media member, you never really know why you develop some of your concepts or your your mission statements in life. And it was even great for me to go to Asia with the Rockets to the Philippines and to Taiwan because it's like, oh, a lot of the cultural stuff that I don't understand why Americans don't do here, I didn't realize wasn't like me just not understanding American stuff. It was like, oh. Yeah, like I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm going to say some stuff to you. Like you just sometimes you don't know why you're raised with some sort of uh, piece of culture that like doesn't always translate in the West. And then you realize it it does in the East. Like and I was talking to my dad about it. And he's like, yeah, like the Middle East is still Asia. Asia is still Asia. So even in that way, just being a part of the media, you, you can feel like you fit in a little better. You found more of your people. And that's the fun thing about the Olympics, too. It's not. You're not necessarily seeing all the sites and you're seeing a lot of sites. It's it's really about the people. So I just really appreciated how much just genuine love you kind of feel when you get to when you get to travel with a team like that and see how many people just care about them. 
I will never forget when we landed at the Taipei airport and it was in the middle of the night and we're on this charter flight and my photographer, Alan, and I were like, and this is, this is still when Lynn's sanity was a major thing. Mm. And Jeremy Lynn was on the team. And I was like, so you think there's going to be a bunch of people here cheering for Jeremy Lynn? Because they they have a, a security allowance that lets them do that there. He's like, ah, no way. It's the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, let's just get the camera out just in case. Thousands of people screaming who know who all of us were. Like, if you were a reporter who covered the team, they knew who you were. They had Lynn cutouts. They had the most creative signs I'd ever seen. They had the most dedicated, uh, and we were late, so they were waiting for hours. They had jerseys that you had never seen. I saw, before the retro jersey was cool, I saw somebody with a Jeremy Lynn rocket pinstripe jersey. I just, amazing stuff. I'm like, oh, how did you get that jersey? And he's like, oh, well, I went to school at Michigan State. That's where a lot of us go to colleges in the States and we come back and then, you know, we get cool sports stuff and just listening to all of it is, uh, you just, there's no words to appreciate it all. So, uh, just, just having that, having been around that, I think means a lot. And you can tell that the, the bulls just really appreciate it. And it was, it even got me a little bit just reading about the off white collaboration and we put it on the news and, to be able to communicate to an audience that might not necessarily know why the off-white collaboration, which is the brand started by the late Virgil Abloh, who called here home, and what that meant to the Bulls, and you could see the look on DeMar DeRozan's face when he put on that jacket, and some of the people who really appreciated what that art meant. Those are things that you just, nobody's going to ever take that away from you. It was a little weird. Like Zach was, Zach was talking about his last name, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I think it might be French or something." I'm like, "Dude, this is the opportunity to explore all of that stuff." And but he he was saying that if that he does wish that there was a little bit more time because he would love to go to like some wineries, like he'd love to really do that while he's in France. And and to bring it back to what you were asking Dan about Tony, like I. I sympathize with Tony because I I don't think I took my first flight until I was 22 and I remember being in a having a conversation with Rashid Davis um and, and Rashid does this really great thing called a Saturday's place where it's supplemental education for for students in Chicago and we were talking about how many of the students like that are from the south side, in some cases, the west side of the city, how many of them have never been to the lake? Like, think about that. And and then I started thinking, like, as a child, it probably wasn't until, at least from, as far as what I remember, it probably wasn't until I was 12 that I had been to the lake. Like, we would go to Rainbow Beach in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, and then when you have some of those experiences and you get an opportunity, it's I, I love covering the, the the NFC Central and now the NFC North and going to Green Bay and seeing what life at Green Bay is like and how you're just driving and driving and driving and driving. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, poof, there's an NFL stadium there. And you're parking in people's garages and driveways and stuff when you go to cover a game, and then people treat you nice, and they charge you twenty five bucks, and they act like they're they're making a mint. Well, I'm like, do you know how much I would have to pay to park this close to Soldier Field 
Like, I have to pay $100 to, to be able to do that. So seeing people embrace it, seeing the Bulls, like, the, you, this is an opportunity, and I guess they got a plus one that yeah. the Bulls paid plus for one. a plus one. And they called up all of the two-way contract guys and the guys who had any sort of opportunity who do, if their rights were actually held by the Bulls from the G League team, they made them a part of the traveling party plus plus ones. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. The, those ty- Those are things that beyond the games themselves like they they might not remember whatever happens in this game against the Pistons but they will remember this experience and what it's like to be someplace that you've never been and they've got a couple of excellent tour guides too with Vooch being fluent in French I just I love this I love when teams get to do it, I, I love when the NFL goes to Monterey or Mexico City. And I feel like at some point that'll be a place where where they expand. And as the world becomes more global, these opportunities for global experiences are dope. I still can't believe you're talking about you talk with kids from who haven't been Chicago natives born and, and raised and have never been to the lakefront? Well, well when are they going to go? Who's going to take know. them? Yeah, How so, are they going to get I mean, there? It's about having resources. I know, I know, I know. I know. It's just, it, but that, it, to put that way, it's one yeah. thing to say you've never been on a plane. Yeah, and I mean, we travel like as a child. Like My dad would drive us. Play, like, that's how we travel. We drive to D.C. or Atlanta or Florida uh, to see or Mississippi to see family stuff in Tennessee but but when it came to like the I think the first trip I took I took a flight to go watch the White Sox play in Kansas City in 97 and that was the first one I took and like now I love it and I I love travel and we were we were joking inside the the group chat about the concept of if someone says in, in a, like a dating profile they like to travel, like what does that mean? It means you have money. It, it, mean, it means that they it have means money. It means you have money and time. But it also means that if you are going to date this person, that you better be prepared to, to experience travel, whether it's the experience of missing them because they're somewhere else and you're not, or you're going to go places because they got some extra cheddar and you need to get your cheddar up too. Yeah, to me, I mean, and I'm not trying to hate on it, but I think it just means a lot of times you have money and time. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit in the next segment, but you just never know where your people are. You never know where all your people are, whether that's in another place in this country or sometimes around the world. It's just really heartwarming to see people find out how many people they might have. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Man, it's about that time. So, I just got a question for Shakira Pritchett. Will you make me the luckiest man in the world? Will you marry me? She said yes! She said yes! Yay, Derek Jones Jr. Do you need a planner, Derek? Oh, <laughs> so fast. I don't know. Hey, too soon. Hey, you take sometimes, you know, she's got ideas. These venues fill up fast. The good bands get booked right away. Was, you got to get on this. It was so sweet. Like it was it was genuine. Was it, was it though? Yes. Was it, 
He's in Paris. He's moved. Like, you're in freaking Paris. I I get that they're in freaking Paris, but maybe that's a private moment. And maybe that's a maybe that's a moment that the media doesn't get invited to. And you know, I tend to agree with that. That's sort of like the stadium proposal. I I, I'm not a big fan of that because as someone who had the the least romantic proposal in the history of human marriages. Wait, why was your why was your proposal not romantic? (laughs) Come on, you've told this story before. I don't know if I know this story. I, yeah, I can it's also worst say of that. all time. First of all, like she knew, you know, we've been dating forever, and she, we were living together, and she was. We started to talk about it. And she's like, "I hey, listen, don't mess around. This is the ring I want. This is this is the shape of the diamond. This is the size of the diamond between this and this. And don't do anything on this here and this here. And it's going to be like this. And I and I said, okay, fine, 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 fine. So my my we have uh, you know. As, as you can imagine, we've got some connections with some some jewelers. So, my my dad has me come down to his office, and waiting at the at the table on the in the back side of his office is are these diamonds, and different settings, and the jeweler's loop, and the whole thing. And there's like this lockbox there, and it's like, look, this was just sent here. We get to move these stones around and figure it out for ourselves what you think she's going to like. And then we're, we're supposed to send it all back, pick out and give them instructions, and then they'll build the ring and, and take care of it. So I said, all right, so we got this, this, and this, and this done. So we do that. And like a couple of weeks later, I get the, I have the ring. And this is back with, where there's answering machines, like actual cassette answering machines. Oh, I love those. And my dad leaves this message. It's like, uh, the thing that we were discussing... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so some it's uh, here. The, it's been the package has been right. The, the marigolds have been exactly. watered. The eagle flies at dawn. <laughs> I was like, come on. So she she like heard that, and then she and I had just gotten back. I'm playing basketball at the gym, and I'm I'm sweaty, and I'm I'm in my like a, a sweatsuit, and, and it's and she, and she's like, the ring is in this apartment, isn't it? I'm like, I, 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 I don't know anything about that. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, your dad left some weird cryptic <laughs> message. The ring is here. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it is. Oh, my and she's God, like, you married and, Whitley Gilbert. And, and she goes, well, then ask me to marry you then. I'm like, well, I just, can I shower? Can I, seriously, can I, can I shower? And she goes, no. And she goes, wait, you got to ask my dad for permission and, and make sure we do this formally. Make sure that you have his blessing before you ask me. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, he's in London. It's like, well, I'm going to call him in London? What time is it there? She goes, I don't care. So she like calls her mom, gets his number in his hotel in London. Like, I wake him up. Oh, and like uh, Sam, hey, it's it's Dan. I know this is going to sound weird, and I I apologize, but uh, can I can I please marry your daughter? I, mean, I, see, I can't believe I'm doing this, but yes, he's like, oh, of course, absolutely. I now leave you. me alone. Right, I love you. Let me get back to sleep. So, and I get the ring, and I walk out with the ring, and I'm like, oh, you was it was in it was behind a book in your office, like, yeah. So, like, uh, she goes, no, get on one knee, idiot. I'm like, really? She goes, yes, you better get on one knee. I'm like, okay. And I, and, I, and I did the whole thing, and I opened the ring, and and she's like, "Well, you got the ring right." And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and does it fit? And uh, what are we? Twenty? How many years later? That was ninety-nine, going on twenty-four years as of March twentieth. Look at you! 
But I'm I, telling you, it was, and I'm, I'm even. Like, I love that your dad was like trying to do Ocean's Eleven, it was, but it was, couldn't. It was just, just do it. <laughs> so lame. All of this is like, su- it's hilarious <laughs> and not surprising. Oh no! Right, if you know all the the, the people involved, none of it's surprising. Yeah, somebody um, on the text line then, just put it the best. They're like, "Cause it's Dan." <laughs> but then later, you know, you I, and I will say this: advice to the Bulls in Paris. First of all, butter every every baked good you can find, and when you when you stop at an open market like a produce market, and you see that maybe the strawberries aren't quite as big and red here, or the peach has a little bruise on it, whatever it be, it's Europe. They breed their produce for flavor, not for looks. Here it's all about looks. It, that's the biggest apple I've ever seen. Does it taste like anything? Nope, doesn't even taste like an apple. Can't even tell what it is. Someone just, get Matt Bowen out here with the smash of that. He can get rid of just, it. And, and the other best advice I got about Paris, look up. Mm. When you're walking around the street, just don't forget to look up. Because there's something. There's something on a railing or on a roof or uh, there, there's some architecture or something that it was it was the, some of the best advice I got. Easier for NBA athletes. Yeah, they're already it. up there. Seeing stuff that the rest of us don't get a chance to see anyway. It's a good thing. Man, and it, it's also fun, too, and I know we got a break, but it's also a good time when you get to talk to players who've played internationally about the players that they, like, meet in their travels, too, and how that reminds them of them. Like, Patrick Beverly is like, oh, man, he's like, I played in Israel. He's like, everybody knows about Omri Caspi. Like, just hearing them talk about their stories, oh, I, too, when they're all overseas. I used to love those. That also gives me some big, warm fuzzies. Man, those those dudes, when, when they'd come back from a stint, they'd come back to the CBA or the GBA from having been in Israel or Greece or the Philippines, the stories were unbelievable, especially the guys who really embraced it. Every dude that I know that went to Israel came back like, you have to go to Israel. Every single one of them. I'll never forget Andre Spencer telling me about Yemenite women. I'm like what? He's like, man, there's nothing like it. He goes, there. I've never. He goes, there's nothing like it. He said, I can't even explain. I said, really? He's like, yeah, you got no idea. Yep. I'm like, okay, that's what I've been told. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. I think we have to go to break. <laughs> when I get back, I'll I'll tell you the players, and you'll be like, oh, really? So I don't know. I, I bet I know. Uh, Brian Baldinger is going to talk some football <laughs> with us next. I want to talk to him about offensive line construction a little bit, about like where to start if you need to rebuild an entire line. H- how do you do this if you're the Bears with this kind of quarterback? We'll talk to him about that and more next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.